Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So before we get started on today's topic, I want to just remind everyone that I have a new monthly membership going on called Awaken Your Magic, and I highly encourage you to check it out. We are having so much fun over in this group. For $30 a month, you are subscribed to my membership and you are put in a private Facebook group and we have a masterclass each month. This month, we just did how to increase your self-confidence. We did some tappings together for specifically the reasons people are feeling like they're lacking self-confidence and it was amazing. There were so many breakthroughs and aha moments and it's just fun. And then we also have a group reading each month where you can bring a specific situation that you'd like some clarity on, and I pull cards for you. And even if you can't make it to the live readings, because these are all done live, they're done through Zoom, so we're together face-to-face, it's not like a recorded class where it's cookie cutter, you actually get to work with me one-on-one. In fact, it is the next best thing to privately working with me and doing private coaching because it's more like a group coaching setting. But it's amazing because we're able to work on topics like getting rid of limiting beliefs surrounding money, increasing our self-esteem, and each month there's a new topic that I pick based on the feedback that the group gives me, what they want to learn more about. And again, we've been having a great time. The card readings are so informative. And if you can't show up live for the card readings, you can give me your topic and I'll still pull cards for you and get you some clarity and guidance in your life. Plus, throughout the week, I usually post things to the group that give you tools to help you on your spiritual journey to grow and to learn and to just live your best life possible. It's amazing. I love it. I'm so happy that I started this because it's fun for me as well as the people who are in it. So if you're interested in joining my group and you can try it out and if you don't like it, you can cancel it at any time. The um, membership information is on my website, melissaoatman.com. And if you click on the offerings page, if you're on the mobile app, you click the plus sign and then it shows up. It's called Awaken Your Magic. Just click on it. They'll give you more details about the program itself, about the membership, what's included. And then you can pay through PayPal. And again, you can cancel at any time. So if this sounds like something that you would want, if you've always thought, oh, I want to do some private coaching, but I can't afford that, this is the next best thing. So go check it out and don't miss out because we're having a blast. All right. So today's topic is sort of a different one for me. Um, Today, I wanted to talk to you about numerology and how to calculate your life path number and why it's important to know your life path number. So I didn't really know too much about numerology. I've heard of it, and I know there are a lot of really awesome numerologists out there, and they are professionals who will look at your entire birth chart. But I wanted to just look at specifically the life path number because I keep hearing, oh, this is so important. You need to know this. It helps you. I thought, okay, you know, I'll bite. Why do we need to know this? Why does this help you? So I decided to look at my life path number, And I thought I would take you through how you figure out your life path number, why it's important, and then I will also give you the different 
challenges and also the, um, the advantages to having certain life path numbers. So the life path number is considered to be the most important number in your numerology chart. It reveals your most fulfilling life direction and the major lessons that you're here to learn. And it also reveals specific opportunities and challenges that you face throughout your life. And I can tell you for sure that when I was reading my birth chart and I was looking through this and I was looking at the life path number, there were so, so many things made sense. I was like, oh, you know, in my particular chart, it said like, you will face challenges that other people might be devastated by, but you'll keep going. And I thought, oh, if that isn't the truth, I don't know what is. But it also gives you an opportunity to see not only how you can get through your challenges with more ease and grace, it also shows you how you can use the skills you have and those qualities that are really positive to your advantage, how you can use them in your life. So Basically, when you live a life that's aligned with your own values and with your gifts, then you're going to experience a lot more happiness, abundance, and joy in your life. When you're going against your values and your gifts, so if you're, what you're doing currently in your life is not aligned with your life path number, you may be facing a lot of struggles and challenges. And it actually, I read a section where it talked about you may feel like your soul isn't even connected to you anymore. And I can tell you that I experienced this myself early on in my life when my children were little, when they were born, and I was in a toxic relationship and I wasn't working. I knew I was supposed to be doing a certain thing in life. I had a purpose, but I wasn't living it. I wasn't doing anything And I didn't even want to get out of bed each day. And I was like a zombie. And it was interesting because I read when I was reading about the birth charts that if you're not living your purpose and your path, it may feel like you are completely disconnected from your soul. So if there's anyone out there feeling like that, it's possible that you're just misaligned with what you're supposed to be doing according to your birth chart. So that's why this might be helpful to you. So let me start by talking to you about how your birth number is calculated. And this is actually your life path number, I should say, because there are actually several numbers in your chart. And I might dive into other ones later on, but this is the most important one. So your life path number is calculated by reducing the sum of your entire birth date to a single digit. So you start by reducing the month of your birth, then the day of your birth, and the year of your birth to a single digit. So for example, my birth date is 0503-1977. So if I were to reduce my month of birth to a single digit, zero plus five is five. And then I reduce the day, zero plus three, it's three. Then you have to reduce the birth year, which is a little harder, more math. So you take one plus nine plus seven plus seven, and I'm not going to do that math right here on the spot. But then you take the three numbers and you reduce those to a single digit. So, for example, 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 7 it equals a two-digit number. So then I would take those two digits and add those together. And then that gives me the number. And then I want to add the single digits of my, my month, my birth, and my month 
my date and my birth. So five plus three, which is eight. And then I take the year. And my year was one plus nine plus seven plus seven, which equaled 24, which then I would add two plus four, which gives me six. So then I would add the five plus three plus six. And that gives me 14. And so I need to now bring that down to a single number. So I add one plus four. So my life path number is five. So did you get that? Hopefully you did. I'm not a math person, so believe me, if you're sitting there going, what? Just you start by reducing everything to a single number. So first, reduce your month of birth to a single number. So for me, it was zero five, so that's five. But if, for example, I had a month of, let's say I had, the only ones that are going to be more than one digit are going to be anything over um, 11. And <clears throat> so if you had 11, you'd say one plus one, if that makes sense. And you do the same thing then for your day. So mine is zero, three, so it's already a single digit because zero plus three is three. But if you had 15, let's say, you would do one plus five, which would be a six. And then you do the same thing with your birth year. You add those four digits together, one, nine, seven, seven. One plus nine plus seven plus seven. Then that will probably give you a two-digit number. Then you take those two digits and add them together. And then you should have three single digits. You add those together. And that usually will give you two digits, so then you add those two together. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense when you look at it on paper. So anyway, what does your life path number reveal? The life path number reveals the experiences that you're going to have in your life. And this is also sometimes called your destiny number. It reveals the circumstances and opportunities that you naturally attract throughout your life. It's the number one element in the hierarchy of vibrations that make up your numerology chart. And it's used in almost every method of numerology known to exist. So knowing these numbers can be a shortcut in helping you to develop self-awareness. And your life path provides kind of the signpost that you need to help you realize where you're going and how to get there. So if you look at the life path number, I'm going to go over each and every one of them for you. Mine is a five. But having a life path one means that you're a natural born leader. You're ambitious and usually successful in the professional realm. You're charming, diplomatic, and always interesting to be around. The life path one comes with challenges, and the challenges are that you care to the point that you may be overprotective and domineering, and you may also be prone to anger issues. So if you have a life path one, and again, you can do the math yourself and come back to this, but that those are your strengths and your challenges. Now, if you're a life path two, your strengths are that you are deeply kind, caring, and empathetic. Life path twos are often artists, and they are very skilled at diffusing tense situations, so they may also be skilled as politicians. Challenges, though, life path two are deeply sensitive, and they can avoid conflict. They can also be overly dependent in their personal relationships, and they may have a hard time standing up for their needs. 
Then we have the life path three. The strengths of the life path three are that the threes love attention and generally come by it easily. They can also achieve many great things and are likely to be precocious as children, and they always have high energy. Challenges, just as easily as they start big, exciting projects, they often abandon them. So if you start things and don't finish them, this might be why. Threes likely find it difficult to focus or commit and may become too focused on others' perceptions of them. If you are a life path four, your strengths are that you are very principled, you're a reliable person, which makes them a desirable friend and coworker. People generally know what to expect from someone who's a life path four. Challenges, though, this type can become so rigid and too fixated on rules and norms. They may find it that they become easily frustrated by people who create their own guidelines or stray too far outside the box. So that's interesting. So fives, here we go. This is what I am. The strengths are that they're very inquisitive and intellectual, often making for a great journalist and educator. Well, there you go. Strong communication skills with a childlike sense of wonder for simple pleasures. A lot of that rings true. But challenges, fives may indulge a little too much in their favorite hobbies or vices like shopping or partying. I can kind of see that. May also come off as a bit superficial and non-committal in relationships. I can kind of see that too. Because this was my life path number, I actually have a little more information about the five. So I'm going to give it here. I will try to put a link in the description of the podcast if you want to figure out more about your own particular life path. But for a life path five, this is the vibration of variety, which means that you're likely to experience a lot of challenges during your lifetime, and it can be difficult, but you can learn to stay balanced and see things as, you know, see change as freedom to live your life with curiosity and adventure. You find that your center is amidst constant change, so you need to be flexible and willing to adapt to new situations. And your peers will likely find you to be unique and irreplaceable. But you'll also often be faced with quickly changing circumstances. But you can learn to embrace change, and that can help you to deal with it instead of fighting against it. You will also experience great prosperity and abundance in life if you break down your big goals into smaller, shorter activities. The really difficult part uh, for fives is finding loyal, committed relationships. I have to laugh because this has definitely been a struggle in my life. Um, You have a magnetic personality that attracts people to you, but your relationships may tend to be short or superficial because you may feel your partner needs too much of your time or maybe you don't think they give you enough of theirs. So it's hard to find balance. So that can be a challenge for the fives. If you're a life path six, your strengths are that you are likely to be an impassioned speaker and activist, whether professionally or personally, or on behalf of your loved ones. You have a lot of curiosity and compassion, which makes you great lawyers, speakers, and therapists. Your challenges are that you may have a hard time with consistency, especially when it comes to taking care of themselves. So if you don't do a lot of self-care, maybe. Um, So those are the challenges for a life path six. If you're a life path seven, you're a deeply creative person with a strong and vivid imagination. 
you thrive in the internal world and you're able to entertain yourself endlessly and you're rarely bored. Your challenges can be that you may be shy and have a hard time connecting with other people. You may also have a hard time relaxing and moving constantly between work and a constructive hobby. A life path eight. Life path eights are very good with money. They're aware of its omnipresence from a very young age. They're ambitious and willing to work hard to be self-sufficient and comfortable. But the challenges are that this type skill with money might mean that they will be susceptible to grifters, whether professionally or personally. And they're also at risk of becoming workaholics. Then we have the life path nine, whose strengths are, they are very idealistic and deeply principled, unwilling to compromise their values in favor of convenience. They tend to be stylish, agreeable, and generous. But the challenges for a life path nine are that this type risks codependency and personal relationships, and they may have trouble enjoying the present rather than focusing so heavily on their dreams for the future. So I found some additional information about each life path number two. So if you're a life path number one, the number is symbolized by the sun and the center of the solar system. And it's the greatest body of our material realm. So it indicates aggression, action, ambition, a strong number, which represents force, creative ability, individualism, and self-assertiveness. For a life path two, this number is symbolized by this, the moon, which is ever-changing, yet it is complete and regular, so it possesses a gentle yet noticeable influence and indicates diplomacy, antithesis, balance, and contrast. A person with this life path has the ability to make friends that will ensure people happiness. If you have a life path three, just as the triangle is uneven, but also three is harmonious, so is the number three. It's symbolized by Mars, powerful, strong, and fearless. It indicates talent, versatility, and gaiety. So good cheer, pleasure, and inspiration are the principal characteristics of this number. Life path number four is symbolized by the planet Mercury, it's sometimes favorable, sometimes unfavorable. It's always influenced by the power of stronger and more certain agencies. It indicates steadiness and endurance, and it's the number of the hard worker and the plotter. It is the number also of useful purpose, constant toil, and monotony. Then there's the life path number five. This is symbolized by Jupiter, the greatest of the planets, yet not always the brightest. It indicates adventure, travel, and experience. The higher the number, the more complex the personality. So the life path number five is often described as having successful lives and through a lot of experience gained in that lifetime. Life path number six is symbolized by the planet Venus, which represents goodness, truth, beauty, and love. It indicates dependability and balance. Six is a number of balance, and those owning this number are considered to be usually the backbone of the community. They're staunch friends, good citizens, honest and reliable people, 
homemakers, and kind and considerate people. Life path number seven is symbolized by the planet Saturn, which is dark and mysterious. And with its ring is different from all other bodies in our solar system. So it indicates mystery, study, and knowledge. Those ruled by this number often have a hard time in the world and are not destined for renown or for glory. Their natures are full of beauty and poetry, but they are seldom understood. Loneliness, sorrow, excessive shyness, also combined with a lack of social grace, mark this number. It tends toward the mystic and the occult. The life path number eight is symbolized by the planet Uranus, which is influenced by the sun. Hence, it has a lot in common with the life path number one. It indicates power, progress, and material success. Money and success are the qualities this lucky number attracts. Eight is all about abundance and infinity. It is the number of achievement, attainment, and acquirement. People under this sign are greatly respected. They are usually business people and or executives, and they also consider them to be people of genius. It also combines with the judgment number of two and the carefulness of the number four. A life path number nine is the greatest of all of the primal numbers. It's symbolized by the planet Neptune. It indicates universal influence and magnetic power. The number nine has the success of number eight, with the difference that number eight is a practical number, and nine is not interested in material success, but often achieves it through accident. Genius and great talent are the outstanding qualities of this number. So very cool. So if that resonated with you, maybe you understand why some things happen in your life and why maybe you were destined for one career over another. It overtly stated that education was in the life path five, which makes total sense to me. So the reason for knowing your life path number is it can help you to see why you do what you do and maybe where you should be headed in your life and which direction you should take and which career path, all of that, that helps with it. And there are so many other numbers in numerology. There's not just the life path number. You have your birthday number, your soul urge number, your expression number, your personality number, And all of those things kind of work together to give you a whole picture of yourself and your life here on earth. So there's too much to get into to go into those numbers here right now. But I am going to do another podcast where I will go into the soul urge number, the birthday number, your expression number, and your personality number. If you want to do those things on your own, I will put a link there to a place where you can calculate that and figure that out on your own. Super interesting. Uh, I just wanted to look at the life path number because the other day I just happened upon it and I've heard of numerology before. I have never personally gone to a numerologist, but I have seen numerologists on television and talking about what they do and how they help people. And I found it interesting. I've heard them using examples where they talk about celebrities and what their life path number is and how that describes their personality. So I just thought, well, I'm going to do this for myself and see what I come up with. And I was blown away by the accuracy. 
it's pretty crazy that you can definitely pick out the personality traits. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do my whole family now to see what I come up with because I think this is so cool. So if you want to calculate your life path number, again, it's very simple. All you have to do is add up those numbers the single into single digits and then add them together until you come to a single digit. The math people out there will love it. If you're not a math person like me, it might take you a minute, but you can still do it. And again, I will put a link in the show notes so that you can go directly to a place that can help you. All right, guys. Well, I pulled a card for you today. And the card that I pulled is actually from the Teachings of Abraham deck by uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And the card that I pulled for you is, I look for reasons to appreciate. The more I appreciate, the better I feel. The better I feel, the more I am allowing who I am to flow through me. The more I allow who I am to flow through me, the better I feel. You see that it's a cycle. It is like a circle. The more that we feel appreciative for the things that we have, the better we feel, the better we feel, the more things that we have to appreciate come into our lives, and then the better we feel. It's kind of a never-ending cycle, but a good one, because you can always reach for better feeling thoughts. You can always show gratitude for all of the things that you have, even if you don't have everything you want or need right now, it's okay. Instead of focusing on the fact that you don't have what you want or you need, we can simply say, no, I'm not where I'm meant to be in the future, but I appreciate where I am now because it is teaching you and you appreciate what you have, knowing that more good stuff is coming in. And I tell you, one of the best things you can do to shift a bad mood is gratitude. Just look around and focus on all the amazing things that you have. And you might not think they're amazing when you look at them now, but there are so many people who don't have nearly as much as you do. So instead of feeling frustrated when you have to clean your home, oh, someone made a mess in my home, appreciate the fact that you have a home to have a mess in. When you change the way you look at things, everything changes. And it's absolutely true. When you want to get into that negative mindset, which everyone does, you're human, that's what we tend to do, you can shift it immediately by shifting your thoughts. Shift your perspective. Look at what you're saying and how you're saying it. Instead of complaining, how can you be grateful? What do you have that you can be grateful for? You know what? I'm grateful that I have arms and legs that work, that move me so that I can clean my house. Because there are a lot of people who don't have that luxury. So be grateful and thankful for everything that you have. Because there are some that don't have half as much as you do. The gratitude that you show for the universe will be rewarded. It will come back to you. And when you realize how lucky and blessed you are, you'll begin to feel lucky and blessed. It's a cycle. Time to get out of the negative one and start putting the perspective back on positive. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful for you. And I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars and some reviews on iTunes. I want to thank everyone who's done that so far. I've had a few new reviews. I do look at them and I notice them. And I'm so appreciative for you who have left reviews. Thank you. I do love and appreciate all of you. 
Also, if you want to work with me, you can work with me by going to my website, melissaopen.com. And I have a promotion going right now that if you want 10% off your next service, all you have to do is refer someone to me or leave a review for me. And even if you've never worked with me, you can leave a podcast review. When you fill out the link, I sent out a social media post asking for a review. When you fill out the form to leave the review, I will then send you a 10% off coupon code through your email. I want to thank you who have already left me reviews because it's amazing. As a small business owner, this is how I gain momentum, get new clients, and I really appreciate it. I hope that you guys are having an amazing day from wherever you're listening. Don't forget you can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays on Facebook at 630 Central where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. Also, I post videos to Instagram so you can check those out. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am always sending you so much love and light. I send you even more today. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.